0: This message is from Living Rock Church, and we trust you'll be really equipped, envisioned, and encouraged as you listen today. Praise God. God is good. God is really good, isn't he? Um, Hello, everybody. I went for a walk this morning in a garden. And um, there was uh, the the owner of the garden had done a really great job at planting lots of flowers. And as I looked at the flowers, there were uh, little droplets of of water on the the petals. And I I thought, wow, they look so beautiful. And so I began to take some photos to show my wife back at home of of the different flowers that were in there. There There were some flowers and plants that had been there for some time, and they looked quite well established. And then there were these crazy blue little flowers that kind of were spreading all over the place. And I went back inside and talked to the uh, lady who planted the garden. And I asked her about the different flowers that she had. And she said, oh, the little blue ones are called forget-me-nots. She said, I love the forget-me-nots. They're nice. She said, technically, they're wild flowers. And they just spread around out there. And as I was listening to the words and the testimonies that came this morning about home and house and places of security, God showed me the picture of the garden and showed me the church. That there are those that have been planted for a purpose, and those that are like wildflowers, all in the same garden. And they all have their place, and they are loved by the gardener. So I want to encourage you you all have a place called home. You all have a place called home. That's different from having a house. You all have a place called home and that's a place where God loves you as a father should love his children it's a place of security it's a place of peace and it's a place where everything is in good soil I want to encourage you this church is a place of good soil this is a good garden whether you're a wildflower or something that's going to be put in here for a purpose you're welcome here this church will do you good you found home Praise God. I bring you greetings as well from the extended family, the the wider garden, if you like. I bring you greetings from the church in Cardiff, All Nations Church. Um, We're having and we still continue to have a wonderful time enjoying God. Um, We've been running alpha course after alpha course after alpha course. Um, We thought that we might get sick of it, but God keeps sending us people who want to hear the gospel. And every week that we've been running one, people have been getting saved and people have been given their lives to Jesus and being baptized into his kingdom God is really doing something with us at the moment every week we're out on the streets reaching out with the good news of the gospel through the team and I love receiving text messages from them of people being healed on the streets I got one yesterday saying we've been out again and somebody's broken thumbs have been healed while we've been out walking in the streets you see God's not restricted to a building yeah the world is his home and he's out there in every place Amen. where we go, wherever we lay our feet, people can encounter him. So I bring you greetings to them. I bring you greetings also from the new church in Cafili over in, uh, maybe it sounds like a funny word to you, maybe you're familiar with the cheese, uh, but it's a new church plant that we've started up in the valleys of Wales. And again, they're experiencing growth, they're experiencing life, they've been planted into their own area, and God is doing a great job with them. And finally, I bring you greetings from the churches in London who have for some time been we seen in Wembley, but are now we're moving into Hounslow, and we're going to establish deep roots into that area. We're planting out into Baker Street, and we have groups up in Watford as well, and I want to just send their greetings to you. And all of us look very, very different. Like, every garden looks very, very different. But the one thing is, the soil's good. The soil's good. This morning, I want to talk to you about how God can change your life if you'll let him. How God can change your life if you let Him. So, if you wouldn't mind, if you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33. I love reading the Bible, I love uh, jumping into the, into the story. I, as I read about Jesus, I, I, I want to be one of the people in the crowd that's with Him, I want to be one of the disciples that walks alongside Him. So, as I, as I read the, the, the Bible, I, I kind of put myself into the story. So while you're turning there, um, what we're going to be looking at is one of the short stories that Jesus shared with people that he was around to describe the kingdom of God to them. Um, Whenever I'm stood with Jesus looking at the crowd, I, uh, I wonder what the people look like that he was looking at, because of the stories that he tells. Um, because uh, when Avery stood in front of the crowd, he tells all these different parables about the kingdom. And I imagine he's looking out at the crowd and wondering, how, what story can I give to connect with this person or this particular group? You know, he looks out and looks at farmers or people who are working in agriculture, and he talks about the kingdom of God being in a field. He talks, looks out at fishermen and sees that how they're, they're working, and he talks about the kingdom of God being found in the sea. And I imagine with this one, he's looking around the crowd and he's wondering, um, how can I explain the kingdom of God to these people? And he, and he sees their ladies and daughters, mothers and daughters, uh, people who don't necessarily do farming in this time, in this era, people who didn't necessarily go fishing. I imagine him looking around and seeing people beginning to get their picnics out, their bread and, and their, their sandwiches. And so he begins to tell us this story. Matthew 13 it says uh, Matthew 13:33 13, 13, Jesus told them another story He said the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour and she mixed it until it worked its way all the way through the dough Okay pop quiz How much dough did the yeast affect <laughs> try again. (coughs) How much dough did the yeast affect? All. All. Remember that, it's important. The yeast affected all the dough. Uh, Last night I began to talk a little bit about this, but I really enjoy cooking. In fact, uh, when I lived in this area, I used to work in a a little restaurant called Softly's in Market Bosworth. I'm not sure if it's still there, Um, but I I worked in a restaurant there. I trained to be a chef for for some years, uh, working in kitchens. I love cooking at home for friends and for family. Um, I love cooking books and recipes and uh, reading about different foods from different cultures. And I enjoy tastes and uh, and different things, and uh, uh, as I said last night, For some strange reason, whenever I'm fasting, I can't stay away from the food channel on the TV. I just kind of get drawn into the food channel that's around there. Um, But I love the the intricacies of food preparation and and things like that. But anyway, I've been reading books about making bread, because again, I've enjoyed making bread. And just for a minute, I want to talk to you about what I learned. So we're gonna have a cooking lesson. Is that okay? Perhaps that will help you understand a little bit more about what I'm trying to say. The first thing you need to know about making bread is that yeast is the active ingredient. It's yeast that makes the bread truly become bread. You can take all of the other ingredients and you can put them in a bowl, or if you like to follow the Jamie Oliver route, you can put them on your worktop, you know, as long as you've cleaned it all down beforehand. But nothing will happen inside those ingredients Until you add the yeast All the ingredients The flour, the salt and everything else All have the potential To become what they've been brought together for But until they receive the yeast They remain dead Okay It's the first thing But when the yeast is added to the mix Those dead ingredients Now have life in them Because yeast is a living thing Did you know that? You know, it's, it's, it might be in those little sachets at home and look pretty dead, but you add a little bit of water and you watch it come alive. Yeast has life in it. And once the yeast gets into the mix, the mix the mix has everything that it needs to expand and to develop into what it was brought together for in the first place. And in this case, bread. Yeah. All right So we're making some bread. Jesus said. That the kingdom of God is like yeast. And so, the kingdom of heaven has to be life into whatever it gets into. That's good news, isn't it? Okay? That's really good. That means that if the kingdom of heaven, though, hasn't come into something, then it's dead. Still dead. It can have all the potential in the world to become, become something absolutely amazing. But if it hasn't got the life in it, then it definitely won't make it. Do you understand? Yeah, wonderful. This is what else I learned. Uh, Once you put yeast into the mix, you can't get it out again. You mix it with a little bit of warm water. You leave it to the side for about 10 to 15 minutes until it gets a bit frothy on the top. You bring all the other ingredients together and you dump it into the mix. Now, if you've made a mistake at any point, maybe you've added the yeast powder into it before you've added the hot water, you will not be able to get the yeast, all of it, out of the mix that you put it into. Even if you look and think, oh, I can maybe scoop a little bit out or maybe I can get most of it out, you'll, you'll leave behind some of the yeast, just one little piece of yeast left In the mix has the potential to expand and to grow and to turn that mix into what it was brought together for in the first place, okay? You can't get the yeast out of the dough once you start making it. The only thing that the baker or the cook has to manage then is the environment in which the dough is kept. And the environment that you keep the dough in is when you're making bread, Uh, The best environment to keep it in is in a warm environment because after all you haven't got years and years and years to make one loaf. You want to make your daily bread so you want to maximize the return on yeast to dough ratio as quickly as possible and so you put it into a warm environment Uh, you may be making bread rolls. And so you get your dough mix, and you make balls roughly the same size. They don't have to be the same shape, but you put them onto a greaseproof sheet, maybe if you want to grease them, just in case it gets a little bit sticky. But you form the balls, and you put them on, and then you place one next to the other, one next to the other, one next to the other, row upon row upon row of dough balls. And then you put a warm tea towel over the top, and maybe you pop it into the airing cupboard if you have one, or if you're like me, you have to put it into the laundry room and switch the uh, condenser dryer on for a little while just to heat everything up. Okay. But you just need to manage the environments. When making bread, you want the yeast to expand very, very quickly. Um, but there's something else. Whatever you get the yeast into, it doesn't... The, the environment is important for maximum return, but if you took those bread rolls, well, not bread rolls yet, they're still dough balls, um, you take them and you were to put them into the fridge, they would still begin to expand and grow. Albeit they would grow and expand in a much slower way. And the thing is, if you put them into the warm, or if you put them into the cold, and it would take a lot, 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 lot longer for the yeast to work its way through in the fridge than it would in a warm environment. But eventually, when you pull out those dough balls, even though they went in irregular shape but roughly the same size, they will all come out exactly the same size and exactly the same shape, ready to go into the oven. Okay? All right. If your bread rolls, your dough balls are in the fridge, the yeast will still work, because whatever you put the yeast into, it's going to expand. It's always going to achieve its purpose, whether it is rapidly Or slowly. The yeast will always achieve its purpose. When Jesus talked about yeast, he was saying that the kingdom of God is always, always, always going to achieve its goals. Even if just a little bit of the kingdom of God gets into Whatever it gets into, the yeast of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, will expand, will push out, will, will create its own space, and whatever it gets into, it will bring it to fullness. It will work its way through the entire dough ball. That's good news, right? Yeah? That's great news, in fact, because the kingdom of God will always, always succeed. That brings me so much excitement because you just need to get it in, right? Right? So, uh, if the kingdom of God is like yeast, where's the dough? Where are all the other ingredients that this life needs to be added to? Have a look. Look to your left. Look to your right. You're all lined up in the grease-proof tray. You're sitting next to a dough ball. In fact, you're a dough ball. I'm a dough ball. Don't feel embarrassed by the fact that we're all doughballs. All right, we're all do- and we're all different sizes and different shapes. We're all at different stages and everything else. But we're all doughballs. Okay, we have all. <laughs> you're a doughball. Okay, in fact, turn to the person next to them and say, "You're a dough ball. There you go. Have some fun. <laughs> I'm a dough ball, too. All right, I'm a dough ball, too. You're all dough balls. We're all dough balls together. <laughs> To explain all of this, I have to take you to some scriptures to get you there, otherwise I'll get in trouble just for talking about bread. Jesus says in, in, uh, in Luke chapter 17, when he's talking to the Pharisees about where the kingdom of God is, he said to them that the kingdom is in their midst. And when he said this, he was referring to himself, because, because understand, Jesus is the king of the kingdom of heaven. And so wherever he is, the kingdom of God is. Also, is that makes sense, doesn't it? Wherever a king is, his kingdom is as well. Okay, he also referred to himself in John 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. He didn't say, um, I, I have the truth, I know the way. And I have the life, like like the life was a, something that he had that he was going to give to you. He said, "I am the life. I am the ingredient. I am the life ingredient." Is what he said. So when Christ, so where Christ is, the kingdom of God is too. Are you understanding? Yeah. And where Christ in is, then that's where life is too. Right, because he is the life. There's no other life except for him, and wherever he is, that's where life is. Do you understand that? There's no life outside of Christ, because he is the life. All right, you can never ever fulfill your fulfill your full potential potential in life if you've never started living. I know what that feels like, Um, and maybe you two. Do too. Uh, we're born into a world where, we're we, we, we the phrase there's a saying, isn't there? There's something missing in my life, or there's a missing ingredient in this situation, and um, we're searching all the time for this missing ingredient, this 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 thing that we can add to ourselves that would give us fulfilment, and so we we begin to look for it in education, and we think, is that the ingredient that I need in order to become the thing that I been brought together for or we look for it in our career or in our money, we we even look for it in our families and in our relationships Uh, we look for it in holidays and some ladies look for it in shoe shopping (laughs) we're all looking for that missing ingredient that we can add to our life to give us the fulfillment, some people add negative ingredients into themselves they add things like drugs and alcohol abuse I'll say Drugs is bad, full stop. Alcohol abuse is bad. I'm I'm not too fussed about you having a pint every now and then. Christmas time, birthdays, that kind of thing. (laughs) But everybody wants to become a somebody, somebody. It's like we have all of the ingredients together. We've got all of the ingredients. We have all of the potential to become great and good. But we're missing the key ingredient. And that key ingredient that we're all missing, let me tell you folks, is the kingdom of God. It's Christ. It's life without Christ. You're just a dough ball adding other ingredients, hoping that they're going to bring life to you, but they won't. I promise you that they won't. I've been there. I've looked for it. There's no life in it at all. Because the yeast of the kingdom is a person, and wherever he is received, you can guarantee that there is life. Oh, there is so much great life. And whenever he is received you can't ever get rid of him. When he comes into your life, he's never going to give up fulfilling his purpose. Whenever you receive Christ, he promises to bring your life to complete fullness in every way. Just as David said, let's open ourselves out. Expand your dough ball. Yeah? Whatever Christ gets into, guys... If Christ is in you, you're going to be great, regardless of what you do in life. You're always going to reach your full potential. Whatever Christ gets into, he will succeed in seeing it through. And that is good news for you today. That is great news for you today. Once he's in, he will succeed in seeing his rule and reign established uh, in every area of your life. Just like yeast works uh, its way through, all by itself, Christ will do the same too. Colossians 1, verse 27, says this. Just a little sip. Colossians 1, 27, says this. God wanted you to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you too. God wanted you to know wants you guys to know Living Rock not, not not just the church in Colossians Living Rock people in this area people of Leicestershire and beyond the people of the UK the people in the world God wants you to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you too point your finger at yourself and say me me, me. yeah that's you Yeah, Christ is for you the the Riches Amen. and the glory yes. of Christ are for you. Yes. Isn't that great? It's not just a select few. Every single one of us, doesn't matter how what shaped we are on the greaseproof paper, we all can share in the riches and the glory. And when we come out, we're all gonna look the same. We're all gonna look just like him. Yes. That's Incredible. Let me see. It says, because this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. Yeah? God wanted you to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you and you, and you, and you. And, you, and this is the secret. The secret ingredient. It could be kept in an envelope, in a vault, hidden in some big church in America, but we're making it public. We're making it known. Anybody can have this ingredient. The secret is this. Christ lives in you. And this is the assurance. This is the cast iron guarantee. Once in a lifetime chance, you will be sharing in his glory. Isn't that amazing? That's bigger than Coca-Cola, folks. All of us can share in the glory of Christ. That's The Great Secret, we all have the potential to live a life that's absolutely incredible. We're all made up of exactly the same ingredients, but unless we receive the life of the kingdom, you'll never, ever be truly living. And you'll always be looking for that something that makes the dough ball worth existing. I took a taxi ride um, uh, uh, maybe a year ago and I was going from the train station back to my house and uh, the, uh, I try, always try to talk to taxi drivers, you know, you begin with the, the weather and, and then they go on and talk all about themselves for a little while, but it's, it's good. So I got into this taxi and I was driving back and this, the, my taxi driver was from Uzbekistan and he'd been in the country for 10 years and I asked him, why did you come all the way from Uzbekistan? He said, well, I came here looking for a better life. Um, I came here, I moved my family over here and and everything else. And um, I've been here now for 10 years and everything else. So I asked him, I said, well, now that you've been here for 10 years and been working for 10 years, have you found a better life? And he said, no. He said, no, I'm still looking. This is just the same life as I had before. He traveled halfway around the world he had moved from one country and one community and one culture and one people he moved from there to a a country that in most of the world's eyes could be better for somebody to move into and, and to explore it could have given him a better life but what he found was everything was exactly the same it was just a different language I want to tell you If you don't know Jesus today, you're not really living. You have got all the greatest potential in the way that you've been made up. You've got all the right ingredients except one, and that's Christ. You're missing the life giver, and his name is Jesus. And it's his life that's given to absolutely anyone and everyone who just asks him for it. I can't give you Jesus. I can't add him to your life um, while you're asleep. I can't sneak in and slip him in your ear. I can't force Jesus onto you, and he certainly won't do that at all. Um, He's your personal Lord and Savior, but you have to receive him for yourself. You have to receive him for yourself. But when, uh, when you do... It doesn't matter where you go in life or what happens in your life, you will have a full and complete life. Your life will be in fullness because that's all he came to do, was to bring you life. So don't look at what you've got and how you are and think that you're not good enough. The mixing bowl of the world throws in all kinds of junk. That's what makes us all unique and different. Yeah, we've all gone through experiences and different people and different circumstances and different things are throwing things into our ingredient mix. But look for who you haven't got. Look for the one that you don't have. And he's the one that's present here today for you to be receiving. And I can help you do that. In fact, that's what I've given my life to doing is introducing people to the life ingredient introducing Jesus, introducing people to the Christ that has filled my life in every single, single way. I want to let you know I love you. Now that might sound pretty weird coming from somebody that you've never met before. But I know that God loved me so much that Jesus died for me. He died for my messy life and then he rose again to save me and, and to give me this absolutely brand new, amazing, awesome life that I'm living now. And and he rose again to be my personal Lord and Saviour. In fact, if I was the only sinner in the world, if I was the only person that ever messed up, Jesus would have still come and saved me. That's how much God loves me. And if that's the price that he paid for me, then it's worth my life to give it up for him. And that's why I love you. Because God loves you in the same incredible way that he loved me. Because Jesus died personally for you. And if he died personally for you, that must mean that you're pretty important in the kingdom of God. Jesus gave his life absolutely freely to those who will accept him. You don't need to jump through hoops. You don't need to go through a certain religious course or anything like that. You just need to say, God, I'm a dough ball. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to take place. I got loads of weird ingredients in my life, but will you come in and give me life? It really is as simple as that. I led two ladies to the Lord in London recently, and they came to me and they said, "Now, what what, what course must we go on, and what forms must we must we fill out? How do we how do we uh, how do we know that we are saved?" They they wanted to go through some kind of immigration system of entry into the kingdom of God. They wanted a certificate. They thought it was difficult to receive Christ and to accept him, but then they found that all they had to do was say yes, and immediately the yeast was in to their life. Jesus did it all for me, and he did it all for you too, and he just says, believe and be baptized, and I will accept you. It's as simple as that. Believe and be baptized, and I will accept you. There was a a young man who came to meetings like these all of the time. He smelled of cigarettes and alcohol and fresh mints because he wanted to cover up the, uh, the smell. He'd sit at the back of the meeting and he'd listen to messages about the kingdom of God and he, he listened to people's stories about how they'd had houses or how they'd been healed and how all these different things about how God was expanding their life and how God had changed them. And he thought it couldn't work for him, not to the extent that it was working in others as well. He just believed there was too much in his life to change. But he made a decision. He decided to believe the simple truth of the gospel, that this one thing, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. He believed that Jesus died and rose again and forgave him of his sins and made him right in his eyes. And all he had to do was believe and be baptized. And you know something? That's enough for God. A little yeast will affect the whole batch. Christ moved into his life and he just began to expand. Christ began to expand in his life, not the, not the little guy. And today, that guy, his universe is away. He looks back over his life and is absolutely in awe of everything that God has done for him. He's totally free from all of those things that held him captive. All those ingredients that the world had thrown into him, Christ has expelled out of him. And all he had to do was believe and be baptized. And in that moment, the yeast of the kingdom, Christ Began to work in his life. And you know something? There's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. Boy, I'm so happy because I tried so much. Yeah. I never thought that he could do it, really. I, you know, I thought this is going to be a tough one. But he never stopped. And he's still not stopped. He keeps on going and going and going. And if God can change my drug-addicted, booze-filled life, he can do incredible things to yours, and that's an absolute promise. Yes, right now there are people in this room who want to accept Jesus. You want to accept, accept the life ingredient. And I'm here to help you do that. So I don't want you to be afraid or kind of feeling weird about it all. Um, in a little while, I'm gonna ask you to do something. But the church, the in, the right environment in which you for you to receive the kingdom will begin to express itself. And in a moment, don't be afraid. I'm just going to ask you to do something to come and accept Jesus as your Lord. I've learned that the expansion of the kingdom of God can be accelerated in your life uh, by careful cultivation of the environment that you keep yourself in. Just like bread needs to be put into a warm environment, the pace of kingdom transformation in your life lies in the way in which you maintain your life for growth and success. That's what the church is here to do. That's what Living Rock is here to do. It's the warm environment for the growth and expansion of the kingdom in your life. Yeah? This is the best environment for you to be in. But sometimes people choose not to stay in the best environment. They're Christians, absolutely, because once the kingdom's in, you can't get it back out, Yeah but they're people and the people that have expect, accepted Jesus in the past before but they've decided to we would say live for themselves uh, but remember once you get Jesus in once the life ingredient is in he will succeed in achieving his goal, goal goal it's like this and I know there's a few here like this today your dough balls in the fridge you've been dough balls in the fridge for a very long time The kingdom hasn't been as expanding as the friends that you know in the church. You've chosen to put yourself in the cold environment rather than being an active member of the kingdom community. But God wants you to come back into the right place today as well. I'm just going to ask, can the musicians just go up for a minute, get them in their right position? We're going to sing a song, church. We're going to sing, some song, sing a song. Uh, we're going to fix our eyes on him who is in us and living in us. But I'm going to ask, as we're singing the song, we'll all be stood up. Nobody's going to be looking at you or paying attention to you. But when the prophet spoke earlier on, he said that grace flows from the throne. And as he did, he made this movement. Grace is flowing from the throne. I met an urban missionary recently. She works with asylum seekers and homeless. And she was sharing with me lots of her stories. And she said to me, Tim, I don't believe in Jesus because I, because I know him. I thought, wow, I really understand what she meant. You can sit in this meeting today and believe in Jesus because someone else has told you about him. It's a bit like me telling you that in London there's a street called Oxford Street. You can believe it's there because I've told you that it's there. But the only way for you to really know Oxford Street in London is for you to go there and stand on it yourself. Jesus doesn't want you just to come here and listen to others talk about him. He wants you to meet with him himself. He wants you to take that first step and second step. It might feel like you're doing it on your own, but I promise you, everybody is with you 100%. Shall we stand to our feet for a moment? Christ is inviting you to meet him personally this morning. Grace flows from his throne, and as the prophet showed, grace is abounding, a river of grace for you to step into this morning. is right here in front. It doesn't matter what your life has been like, what you've gone through. It doesn't matter how other people perceive you. Get the life ingredient into you this morning. If you know that you've been sat in the fridge, if you know that you've been doing your own thing, this morning come out and stand in the river of grace. I want to introduce you to Jesus. So as we sing, right where you are, just come and stand on the frontier and I'll introduce you to King Jesus. I'll introduce you to the life ingredient. Make that decision today. Don't just hear about him. Come and meet him for yourself. You want to lead us in a song? Church, just fix your eyes on Jesus. If you've come with a friend or a neighbour, ask them if they would like to go down to the front and stand with you in the river of grace. Come and receive Jesus this morning. Come out of the fridge into the right environment of the kingdom. Go ahead, guys. Thanks for listening today. For more information about Living Rock Church and for more great teaching, visit www.livingrockchurch.org dot uk